Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much for spending time with me in this teaching. This is the 16th lesson of the series called "The Doctrine of the Last Things." We're going to learn about the end time and the life after death. In this teaching, I would like to talk about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us and reveal His truth, His way to us. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can hear your word. We can learn the truth from your scriptures, Lord. And your Holy Spirit is our best teacher. And we want to learn from you. We want to receive from you, Lord. Shine your light from heaven upon our spiritual eyes and our spiritual heart, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We open our ears to hear what you say, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. I would like to invite you to really listen to the first 15 lessons of this series and continue to listen to the future lesson as well. In this teaching, I would like to read scriptures. I will just go directly to the scripture, and I don't want to add anything on. I don't want to add any human opinion or idea. We just stay with what the Bible say, and we want to talk about some practical point here concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question that people ask is, when will our Lord Jesus Christ return the second time? What is the time of His coming? That is a good question. I have been a Christian for 40 years, and I heard people say different things when I came to America and started a church in around 1988. A few years later, some members in my church say that, "Oh, I meditate, I pray, and God spoke to me that Jesus Christ would come back in 1992." When I heard that, I studied the Bible. And I learned that that comment is not from the Holy Spirit. That idea is not from God, either from their own mind, their own spirit, or from evil spirit. Because the Bible says that no man knows the day nor the hour of Jesus' second coming. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, But of the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Only the Heavenly Father knows the hour, the day, the time of the second coming of our Lord. Matthew 24, 50, the master of that servant, the master here means Jesus Christ. This is a parable talking about Jesus left the earth and we are servant who take care of his business on earth, and the master of the servant will come back one day. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of. 
the scripture tell us that no one knows when Jesus is going to come back. What hour? What day? What year? No one knows. Only the Father knows. Mark 13:32. But of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Even the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did not know the day and the hour of His own coming. Only the Father knows. Therefore, if any believer or any preacher or quote-unquote prophet or pastor who is so famous in the world and millions of people follow him, and he say that I know Jesus is going to come back next year, ten years from now, don't accept that comment at all, because the Bible says clearly, no one knows except the Father. First Thessalonians chapter five verses two to three. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. The thief will not let you know when he's going to show up. He will come at a time you are sleeping, or you are ignorant. Therefore, God tried to tell us, no one knows when Jesus is coming back the second time. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. The Bible says clearly that Jesus will come back as a thief in the night. No warning. No one knows. He came suddenly. He will come back suddenly that no one can escape, and no one can avoid him. Luke chapter 21 verses 25 to 31. The Lord Jesus said, "And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth." For the powers of heaven will be shaken. The Lord Jesus said that in the earth you can see a lot of turmoil and chaos and problems, wars, famines, earthquake, and a lot of problems on the earth before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Actually, all these problems has been happening for many years now, wars and. Famines and earthquake and problem, but we're gonna see more and more uh, problem in the universe as well. The moon and the sun; these are all the signs of the end time. But we don't know anyway when he will come back. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because. Your redemption draws near, so we are coming nearer and nearer to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But again, we don't know. May not be in my generation, may not be in the next generation. No one knows. Don't try to guess. Don't try to figure these things out. Only the Father knows. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, 
you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So Jesus tried to say, look at the signs around you, what is going on. I believe that we are getting closer to the end time. But again, I cannot say next year or 10 years from now or 100 years from now. I cannot say that. No one knows. But we are getting closer because there are signs on this planet Earth. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. So Jesus tried to warn us that live a life that is always ready for his second coming. Because we don't know it's going to be tonight, tomorrow, or next week, or next Sunday. We don't know. We just live our life that is ready for the second coming and fulfill the calling and the purpose that God has given to us. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. So Apostle Paul wrote to the believers in Thessalonica that the time and the season, I cannot tell you. But we know that the Lord is coming back for sure. And he's coming back as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. We are in the light. We walk in the light. We're going to keep serving God, obeying God, and doing what God tells us to do. So that this day, the day of His coming, should overtake you as a thief. The second coming will come quickly and suddenly and unexpectedly. Paul declared that we should be sensitive to the times and the seasons, but we cannot tell when He's going to come back. Anyway, we should keep focusing our eyes on the things above, serving the Lord, building His kingdom. And our Lord gave us a sign that He is coming back. But even He gave us a sign, please don't try to say that the Lord is coming back next year or next month. No one knows. Matthew 24, verse 44. Therefore, you also be ready. We need to be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. You cannot expect when He's going to come back. He will come back at an hour as you think not. Certain terms are used in the Christian church to express the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, such as rapture, the second coming, and His return. We know for sure He's coming back but we don't know when. We have seen signs of the end time, wars and famine, earthquake, and a lot of things, a lot of people died. But these kind of things did not only happen in our generation. Do you know that in the World War I, 40 million people died due to the wars? In the World War II, about 70 to 85 million people died. 3% of the world population died in the World War II. During the Spanish flu, 
that attacked the whole world. 50 million people died. That happened in 1918 to 1919. And now we are facing the pandemic, COVID-19. At this point, about 4 million plus people died, not even 50 million. Therefore, please don't try to predict the time of his coming and the end of the world because the war, the famines, the chaotic thing in the world has been happening for many hundred years. What we need to do is to get ready because he will come back at the hours we don't know and expect. Our Lord has not yet returned. But while we are waiting for his return, we should get ready. No man knows the day or the hour. In spite of many predictions, the Bible plainly declares that the time of his coming is unknown. We are taught to always be in readiness because we do not know the day nor the hour. And because we can expect him at any time, the scriptures teach us readiness. The Lord Jesus Christ put this emphasis so much to his people. Be ready. Be ready for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 and 44. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Verse 44. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Matthew 25, 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Luke 21, 34-36. I try to read all this scripture to show you that what I am teaching you right now is in the Bible. But take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with cursing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, the day of His coming. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray. Watch your life and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Watch. Watch your life. Keep growing. Keep serving. Keep moving on. Keep building your faith up. Keep walking in love and serving the Lord, building the kingdom of God. Matthew 24:14 say, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So while we are waiting for the second coming, we should get ready ourselves and we should keep preaching the gospel to our neighbors, to the nations. And once the gospel is preached to all the nations, then the end will come. The Lord Jesus Christ himself emphasized that he would not come until the gospel of the kingdom would be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. The Bible warns us that we must never be found in the attitude of our Lord delays his coming. A lot of people think, oh, 
the Lord will not come back. Maybe another 200 years. He delays his coming, so I can do whatever I want. I can be goofy now. I don't need to serve God. I can go out and drink and commit sin. And he is not coming back for a long time. Maybe 200 years from now. Please don't have that attitude of our Lord delays his coming. Matthew 24, 45 to 51. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. And surely I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying, you see, if you say in your heart, Jesus is delaying his coming and just live a sinful life and lukewarm life and you don't serve God and begins to beat his fellow servants, start to take advantage of people, borrow money and don't return, take advantage of brother and sister in the church and to eat and drink and you just live for your life with the drunkards, live a sinful life. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of. You see, Jesus will come back unexpectedly and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Therefore, please live a faithful, committed, loyal Christian life. Love the Lord every single day. Serve the Lord. Keep growing, keep pursuing God, seeking the kingdom of God first, evangelizing, making disciples, building His church. Commit your life to Jesus. Repent of your sin every day, doing the right thing as your lifestyle. Don't think that the Lord is not coming back so I can do whatever I want. Get ready. Be watchful and praying all the time. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 2 to 4. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So some people will come to the church with this attitude. Oh, since Abraham, since Paul, since Peter, since Timothy, they all died. And they talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ, but it has not happened. Oh, I think it's going to be a while, a long time. So I'm going to live my life to in the way to please my sinful nature. Don't have that attitude. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is so important according to the Word of God. Throughout the ages, God has always held a hope before His people. For example, in the time that the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt, God gave them the hope. They're going to go into the promised land, the Canaan land of prosperity, 
superabundance and rest. And later on, God gave them the promise of hope that the seed of Abraham will be their savior, the Messiah. Our God is a God of hope, and He gave us hope today, and He gave His people hope in the old days, in the time of Moses, in the time of David, in the time of Joshua, in the time of all the people of God in the Old Testament as well. But this is the truth. Throughout the ages, whether in the New Testament or in the Old Testament, the great hope of God's people has always been the hope of Christ's second coming. Why the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is so important? It's a big hope for the believers. If you study the Bible carefully, you will find that one out of every 30 verses in the New Testament refers to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. To every one mention of the first coming, there are eight mentions of the second coming. 318 references to the second coming are made in the 216 chapters of the Bible. Some whole books of the Bible are written about the second coming. The whole books, 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, these two books were written about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole chapters are dedicated to the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 21. The Old Testament prophet prophesies about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord Jesus Christ himself testified to his second coming. All the gospel carry the Lord Jesus Christ's testimony concerning his second coming. The angels even testified to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1 verse 11, who also said, men of Galilee, the angel said to the disciple, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. How about the early church? Jesus talked about the second coming. The angels talk about the second coming. The early church also talked about his second coming. The disciples in the early church time believed in his second coming. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. For if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So the early church talked about the second coming. The early church disciples prayed for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. They prayed. Revelation 22, 20. He who testifies to these things say, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. You see, they pray. Oh Lord, come back. They pray. The disciple of the early church loved to see his second coming. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crowd of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. The disciple talk about 
those who had loved his second coming. The early church disciple also preached about his second coming. Second Timothy chapter four verses one to two. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing, or His second coming, and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. So the apostle Paul say, we are expecting the second coming. We're going to preach about the second coming. While we are waiting for His coming, let us preach. Let us exhort one another, and let us. Teach the word of God. Let us build the church. Make disciple. The early church disciple watched for the second coming. In First Thessalonians chapter five verse six, therefore let us not sleep as others do. Sleep spiritually. Let us be awake and be watchful, and let us watch and be sober. We watch for the second coming. We are living a life of being alert because. Jesus may come back any time, any day. We don't know the time and the day, the year that He is coming back. The early church disciple also expected the second coming. Romans chapter eight, verse nineteen and verse twenty-three. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Not only that, but we also. Who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan or expect, within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption and the redemption of our body. They were waiting. They were expecting the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that their body will be resurrected, and they would have a new body. The early church disciple also look for his second coming. Hebrews chapter twelve verse two. Looking unto Jesus, the Author and the Finisher of our faith, we should be looking to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Author and the Finisher of faith. And the early church disciple also waited for the second coming. First Thessalonians chapter one verse ten, and to wait for His Son from heaven, from He raised from the dead. Even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come, waiting for the coming, we're gonna meet him one day. And the early church disciple talk about hasn't the second coming by preaching the gospel all over the world. Once the gospel is preached to all the nations, then Jesus would come back. Second Peter three twelve, looking for. And hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. The early church disciple were unashamed of talking about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. They believe, they know, and they are confident that the Lord Jesus Christ will be coming back. First John two twenty eight, and now little children. Abide in Him, that when He appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. How about the Old Testament? We are talking about Jesus Himself. Talk about His second coming. The angel talk about His second coming. The early church disciple talk about His second coming. 
How about the Old Testament saints? Did they believe in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me read the scripture to you. Jude 14. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesies about this man also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints. So Enoch talked about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. How about Job? Job talked about it. In Job chapter 19, 25 to 27, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. At last he will come back and stand on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know that in my flesh I shall see God. He shall see the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. How about the church of Jesus Christ? The church of Jesus Christ is commanded and encouraged to comfort one another by the truth or the doctrine of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 14 to 18. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, therefore, listen carefully, comfort one another with these words. My dear brother and sister, when I serve God, sometimes I face disappointment. I face some hardships and persecutions, misunderstandings. Sometimes I was tired. I lose sleep. I had big jet lag. Sometimes the devil tried to attack me by different ways. And I need to comfort myself that one day Jesus will come back, give me the new body, and he will reward me. And this truth in my mind helped me to comfort and encourage my wife, my children, my church members, that we should continue to serve the Lord. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is set forth as the doctrine which will prove to be the greatest incentive to faithful Christian who want to live a life to please God. Second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is our incentive. We keep being faithful in preaching the gospel, doing the great commission, building the church, making disciples, loving people, blessing people, and being the salt and the light in this world. We know that one day he will come back to give us reward. Matthew 24, 44 to 46. Therefore you also be ready. The Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect, who then is faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant 
whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. So Jesus will come back and he will reward faithful servant like you and me. Luke 21, 34 to 36, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with cursing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day, the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ, come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You can see the Bible say that let us be faithful. We're going to stand before the Son of Man at His second coming and He's going to give us the crowd of glory, the crowd of righteousness, the rewards. And He will say, good and faithful servants. You are so faithful. Come into heaven and rejoice with me. So we keep looking forward to meeting our Lord Jesus Christ at His second coming. We're going to keep being faithful in serving the Lord. First John chapter 2, verse 28. And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. We will not be ashamed when He comes back next time. We will be so full of glory and He will smile at us because we are faithful and we keep walking with the Lord. First John chapter 3, verse 3. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Let us purify ourselves so that we will be ready to meet the Lord. I want to encourage all of you after I read all these scriptures. Number one, his second coming will be unexpected, will come like the thief in the night. We don't know when. Therefore, please, brother and sister, don't try to guess. Don't try to come up with a doctrine that, oh, now the seal, the fourth seal in the book of Revelation chapter 6 has been opened now, so Jesus is going to come back this year. Don't do that, please. No one knows. Actually, troubles, wars, famine happened in the world for the past many hundred years. We don't know. I think people in the generation of the first World War II may say the same thing. Many Christians are deceived. So instead of evangelizing, building the church, serving the Lord, keep growing, making disciples, and keep building their faith, faithfully serve God by using their gift, their talents, and their time, what they did is to hide themselves. They may buy a land and go there and plant some trees so that they can hide themselves from the Antichrist. And what happened? They don't serve God anymore. They don't go to church. They just hide themselves there. They lose money. They lose their time. They don't do anything for the kingdom. And their children backslid because they don't serve God. They don't go to church because they're so afraid that Jesus will come back tonight. The Antichrist is going to come to kill me tonight. They are so full of fear. If you study the Bible carefully, Jesus never tells you to go buy a land and hide yourself in the land and live for yourself. Jesus said, build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. He said, preach the gospel to all over the world. 
make disciple, keep growing, developing your faith, your fruit of the Holy Spirit, keep doing good to your neighbors, preaching the gospel, and keep growing in the way of the Lord until you become like Jesus Christ. Focus on the kingdom. Focus on the great commission. Don't live in fear. Don't try to estimate when Jesus is going to come back or try to guess. Just run your race. Find your calling. Find your gifts and talents. Use everything you have to build the kingdom. If the Antichrist come and he want to kill you, that's okay. We're going to laugh at the time of being persecuted. And we're going to go to heaven to meet the Lord anyway. But the Lord has grace for those who are faithful to Him. He promises in the Bible that He's going to protect, He's going to save, He's going to help those who are faithful to Him, live for the kingdom, build the church, preach the gospel, make disciples, repent of their sin, live a holy life, and do what God calls them to do. And I believe you are that kind of Christian. You are not living in fear. You are not deceived by the enemy. Stop serving the Lord because you receive wrong doctrines. You must be ready to meet Jesus anytime. Every day, live a holy life. Repent, serve God, do the best you can because the Lord may come back tonight. I don't want the Lord to come back to see me hiding myself in a land and shaking of fear and live selfishly for myself. I want him to come back and see me standing in the church or praying or serving somebody or evangelizing to somebody. Yesterday, one of our sisters in the church brought a man to my house and Pastor Da witnessed to him for three hours. He came from Laos. So we told him about Jesus. And if Jesus came back yesterday, he saw me and Pastor Da preaching the gospel to this man. He would smile. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live for the kingdom of God in faith. And I'm going to run my race to the end, to the finish line with joy. And I will see Jesus either in heaven or on the day of his second coming. And you will do the same thing. And he's going to smile at you. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We will continue to learn the doctrines of the last things in other teachings. Please listen to this kind of teaching off and on because it will remind you how you should live on this planet Earth. Thank you again. May the Lord really change you, anoint you, prepare you for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord use you to preach the gospel to all the nations, provide for you, bless you financially, give you wisdom, change you to become more like Him, to become more like Jesus Christ. You're going to be the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ who live for the kingdom, who live for the gospel and build His church. And the Lord will give you faith, joy, peace, power, and you will not live in fear. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord guide you. And you one day will receive eternal rewards from the hand of our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. God bless you. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Bye.